0: Hello and welcome to a solo episode. I'm back. I am your host, Raleigh. Welcome to another episode of Real Talk with Raw. I hope you are well. I hope you're having a good day. Or morning, or night, or drive, or walk. Or whatever you're up to right now. I did a little poll on my Instagram about what our topic is going to be today. And uh, identity crisis one seventy to 30. I hope that I'm talking at an okay volume. I, I'm being really quiet right now. Because every other episode I've recorded that hasn't been with a person I've been home alone for. And right now I I'm with my three roommates and they're somewhere scattered throughout the house. And sound Carrie's in this house so I don't know, I just feel a little shy and a little nervous. <laughs> I want to thank you for returning. Um, Yeah, a lot of people have told me they really enjoy the show. I've gotten a lot of really great feedback. Listens are just going up. And it makes me really happy. But I think that it also brings a bit of a nervousness to it. Because I'll see... 30 people listen to me talking about this this and this or 40 people listen to me talk about this this and this and now they want to bring it up while we're hanging out in person and it makes me nervous and i'm like who are these 40 people who are these people in other countries thank you for being here i can give a bit of a life update Um, since not many, well, for the people who don't know me well, I just started my second semester of my junior year of college. I just moved back into our little town home. Like I said, I'm with my roommates. And I've been busy, man, like i am absolutely the type of person who just keeps busy and we're gonna talk about that today we're gonna talk about having this identity and having a quote-unquote identity crisis it's really interesting because I'm in a yoga teacher training right now to become a yoga rishi, and that's what we talked about in one episode, um, the bhakti yoga episode. And a recent lesson in my teacher training class was about the waves of the mind, and one of the waves is your false ego. Your false ego is the identity that you make up for yourself. Your false ego is all the little labels you put on yourself because of your past experiences. And it's false. It's something you've absolutely constructed to build these layers over your soul, over your heart, over being your truest self. And I think that when we have these identity crises, crises, it's a little break in the matrix. What would we call that? A little um, glitch in the matrix. I'm not a very sciencey person I don't know really what I'm saying it's a little glitch in the matrix it's our soul or maybe our intelligence getting a little crack at our false ego and kind of breaking it a little and I think maybe with each one it breaks and breaks and breaks and hopefully shatters and then we can live from our heart or it glitches and glitches and glitches, and then it breaks, and then it restarts as our soul. Whatever metaphor you want to use. So, I was journaling about this topic a lot. And I was just kind of thinking throughout my life, the different identities I've had and the different breaks from that I've had and where I am now because I have had a very recent identity crisis um, about a month ago on that yoga retreat and we'll get there, but I'll take you through the timeline. So, when I was younger, I think I lived very, very comfortably, I can't really think of a word, comfortable with myself. Um, but I was very quiet. And this is The first thing I want to talk about, the difference between just being quiet and being shy, because immediately from a very young age, I was labeled as shy. And a shy person has all these additional connotations, but a quiet person just take some warming up to and then they're there you know what I mean and that's been something that I've had to deal with this label of being shy and I think it's really subconsciously affected me so growing up I was labeled as shy I was labeled as a crier oh my gosh and This episode can get really deep because I've been doing some subconscious digging lately and we're just starting out strong here so being labeled as a crier oh my goodness I've always been pretty emotional you know, I can cry pretty easily. Lately, in the past year or so, it hasn't really been that way. But growing up, if, I, if anything happened, I would cry. It was just my reaction. And some could say, oh, you cried because you wanted attention. You wanted the coddling. You wanted... The hugs, it's going to be okay. A lot of the time, when I ended up crying, people would get annoyed. (laughs) My family members would like be, ah, there she goes again. Okay, honey, get it together. My teachers at school would say, okay, Raleigh, why don't you go to the bathroom and just take a moment for yourself? And that is definitely a a bit of a trauma and association in my mind of crying or emotional expression associated with being a burden. So that's something I've been working through lately. Is this episode going to be about identity crises or subconscious trauma? I don't know. Maybe they go hand in hand. So these were the labels I had. I also had a quirky as a label. I remember like my parents would always call me quirky or... Honestly, random people throughout my life have just told me I'm like quirky. And I think part of me kind of took that as me being a bit of an outsider, like, doesn't really fit in vibe. But as a young child hearing all these things from adults, especially these people that we look up to, I heard them call me these labels and I just attached to them immediately. And I was still a fun, silly girl, but these labels just kept getting passed on and on. And I remember being in parent-teacher conferences and the label would be passed from my mom to my teacher. And then that teacher would pass the label on to the other teacher. That Raleigh's shy. Raleigh's quiet. She'll probably cry. You know, this is just who she is. And, you know, other other labels were there too. Such as, she's so sweet. She's very thoughtful. But something I never felt is I never felt cool and I still don't feel cool and I'm okay with that but I was talking to my friend Talia who's on our last episode and she was telling me how she thinks she's so cool and I was like you know I just don't think I would ever use cool to describe myself but I'm so glad that you feel that way. You know, I think that we can just describe ourselves different ways, obviously.
1: Hi, I hope you can hear me while I'm literally on a walk listening to and editing (laughs) this. But what I wanted to throw in here was at this time in my life as a child, I didn't really identify as every as anything. I didn't really take the time to figure myself out. I was okay with these labels other people put on me, I just assumed they were right. So I didn't really do much self-searching to figure myself out on my own and give myself a name. I just took what these other people were giving me. And I really, I think that that's okay. As a a child, I think it happens to a lot of us. I think that it's good to try on these different hats and feel these different labels out. And realize, okay, you know what? I really don't like how this label makes me feel in situations. I feel like I'm identifying too heavily as quiet so that when I get in, social situations, I end up fulfilling this label, and I don't like that. So then you can grow up and consciously make those decisions to not fulfill that label anymore. So that's what I wanted to butt in and say.
0: I was often misunderstood as a child, and I mean... You know, when I say child, I mean like elementary and middle school, that kind of age, which is a long range. It's nearly 10 years, but a lot happens in those 10 years and I was misunderstood by a lot of people because... I think that people really want to label us And classify us Classify each other And that's hard to do When somebody Is quiet And they don't really open up And you can't really Break into them to put them in a box So a lot of times people would take my quietness as a a cockiness, kind of. There were so many times that I would have friends and friendships with me, or, which is so weird that friends would, people who understood me would then their relationship with me or just people in my grade say to me I don't like you because you just think you're all that I was also a, a ballerina for this time period so I had really good posture and so I was quiet and I would walk around with my shoulders down and back and my chin lifted and People just assumed that I thought I was all that. And in reality, I was just shy. I wanted to talk to people, but I just couldn't get the words out of my mouth. I had so many people say that to me, probably from grades four through eighth, (laughs) four through eighth, fourth grade to eighth grade. Yeah, people just really misunderstood me. And that's a confusing time for all of us kids but it it bothered me because i i felt like no one could understand me if these people who i thought knew me so well didn't understand me and not even it's not even like i understood myself i didn't worry about it too much though i Just kind of let them think that. And of course it hurt my feelings, but I wouldn't really fight back.
1: I think that a big reason that I didn't fight back was because I had one best friend who did see me and did understand me. And I hope she's listening to this because, hey girl, I love you. But she and I just took it. She got, you know, the same comments as I, and we just stuck to ourselves for grades fourth through eighth, (laughs) which is when people were misunderstanding both of us and being rude. But I really didn't let them bother me because I knew I had this best friend and that she got me and I could always hang out with her.
0: I am a younger sister we've had my older sister on this show and a lot of my identity came from her I've told you about how people in my grade you know from kindergarten through middle school saw me but I saw a lot of myself trickled down from my older sister and this leads us to our first identity crisis which was when she left for college I hope this is all making sense. Um, I'll explain to you a bit about how I, how I um, attached my identity to my older sister. Everything she did, I wanted to do. This happens to so many of us younger siblings, and we do have an identity crisis when either We move away from them or they move away from us. Whether that be that you don't know what to do without them because you just followed in their footsteps or you opposed everything they did and now you don't have anyone to oppose. For me, I just followed in Kendall's footsteps very easily. We both danced. We both played lacrosse. I played basketball, she didn't. I naturally went to the high school she went to. I didn't think about having a choice. I hung out with her and her friends. And a lot of how I responded to situations at my age were from ways I had seen her respond to the same situations at her age. I hope you can't hear my tummy. I don't know why it is being so loud. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um. Anyway. Yeah, so I just pretty much kept to myself with my reserved nature. And did my thing. Followed in Kendall's footsteps when they were needed. And didn't really argue with the people who didn't understand me. I would say that my identity for... You know the first 15, 16 years of my life were was just a soft, quiet, genuine, sweet girl, nothing too crazy, nothing too wild, no, not too loud, not too bold, just doing the things, just keeping to herself, keeping to her besties. and there wasn't too strong of an identity. When Kendall left, I was 16. And she went to school six hours away from home. So when she left in August, I didn't see her again until Thanksgiving. Except I saw her once. I went and visited her once and it was amazing. But that was a really hard year for me. My junior year of high school. Because I had a lot of trouble figuring myself out without her showing or telling me what to do I had this new relationship with my parents Kendall wasn't there to buffer things I became the oldest I became the direct line of attack of communication I don't know and it was really hard I had a a lot of trouble with my parents that year we fought a lot this was also the year that I went vegan and that was a huge identity shift for me going vegan became a a label I took on so heavily, it affected everything in my life, and I was okay with that, I think I was, I was looking for something to give me purpose, and to attach to my name that was mine, and veganism was there, it was on the rise, so I didn't and there were so many people when I stopped being vegan which was about three years after that and so many people were just shocked people that barely knew me they just knew Holly's vegan <laughs> it was so ingrained in my identity Before that, I I felt like there wasn't really a label that people could give me that made sense. You know I wasn't a soccer player or an honor student. <laughs> I was a dancer, and people saw that, and they knew that, but the thing with being a dancer is I feel like people don't really understand it. People don't really understand what you say when you say, I'm going to ballet class tonight, or I I have an audition for the dance company. People don't really understand that. But when I went vegan, I could say, I'm vegan, this is what I do, I love the planet, I love animals, I do it for the environment, and it was understandable, so I felt like it would help people understand me. Even though this external label has nothing to do with me as a person. Sure, it says that I believe in these things, but... You don't need that extreme label to believe in those things, but I didn't understand that or think of that I just knew that that label could Work for me When I took this label on of being vegan, I Felt like I could never break it. I didn't want to break it, but I also felt like it forced this accountability on me to hold on to it forever. There was this immense guilt if I were to ever do anything not vegan. do anything not vegan. There is a huge guilt around my conscience because I had this label, so I felt like I had to uphold it. My senior year of high school, I was still vegan, so I still had that label, but I also started to slip into this Depression. And I kind of got this label of being a sad girl. I would post pictures of me on my Finsta crying, or I would just cry at school with my friends during lunch. Be like I'm so sad about life. Like, I'm just such a sad girl. And I let that be my label. After high school, I wanted to be a stoner. I always wanted that label so bad, <laughs> but weed gives me anxiety. Like literally every every time I've smoked, I have a like anxiety attack. So that label didn't really work for me, and I'm really glad I didn't force it too much, like the other ones. <laughs> but I would say I definitely had an identity crisis when I stopped being vegan, and that was probably my second one. So if the first one was when Kendall left, I clung to these kind of external labels to put me in a box. And then after my freshman year of college, I broke a lot of labels one of them being not vegan, and that's when I had this kind of reaction from a lot of people, but I didn't really let it get to me because I broke all those labels for myself. I broke all those labels to heal myself because I was in this really, really unhealthy and unhappy position, and I knew that by taking away those labels, it would help me get better and that's when i really started practicing spirituality more seriously and i really started to peel back these layers that i had put on myself and as i peeled them back i i felt so much happier and i felt so much lighter and i felt so much more free that i can make these decisions that I can take off this label of being vegan and I won't have such immense guilt from eating an egg or something that contains an egg. And it was such a freeing state of mind to take these labels and these identities off of me. I stopped being such a sad girl and I started listening to like uplifting music and I took off that label that I only have to listen to sad music because I'm a sad girl. And I would just have dance parties to Cheetah Girls and to Charlie XCX, and it makes me so happy. When I started meditating every day, it changed my whole life. I, I've fallen out of the habit of meditating every single day, but when I do, I feel incredible. And that meditative state is like being identityless. I feel boundless, I feel uncontained, just this wave of consciousness, and it's amazing that we can tap into that, and it's my greatest desire to live that way all the time, to live as this wave of love all the time. my most recent identity crisis. Well, there was a bit of a mini one when COVID hit and I was sent home from college for quarantine in March of 2020. I listened to this podcast. It was so fitting because she was saying, who are you when you remove all the roles that you fill? And that stuck with me for so long, because this was at a time where you're really forced out of those roles. You can't be a student in school. You can't be a student at your yoga studio. You can't just do all these normal roles. And then if you take it deeper, who am I? If I take away the role of being a daughter, of being a sister, who am I just at my core as myself? I think we can have desires of who we want to be. And maybe those desires are pointing us to our soul's purpose, what our soul desires that we are. My most recent and my biggest identity crisis was on my yoga, my, on a yoga retreat in December of 2020, the mindful servant yoga retreat. It was incredible. It was a really big turning point in my life and it's funny that I feel like I'm a different person than who started this podcast. I just always giggle when I look and see my 2020, my best year yet episode, because it's true, it's all so honest, but I was at a point right there when I filmed that episode that i felt like i hadn't all figured out i felt like i had figured out my college career i'm graduating in december check i have a job that i love that makes me so happy that makes me money check i felt like i'm at this space with Myself and my relationship with myself, and that I have strong relationships with people around me, and that I'm welcoming in strong relationships. Check. And then I went on this yoga retreat, and we were meditating. I can't remember if I told this exact story in uh, the episode about the retreat but if I did and you've already heard it, sorry. We were meditating, we were doing a breath work called Breath of Detachment. And it opens up your chitta, which is the basement of your heart. The basement of your mind. It's where you store all that trauma, all the the dark thoughts, the labels, the unhappiness, all the trauma that just you don't want to deal with. So you put it in the basement and it builds up. And then when you do this breath work, it opens up the basement door and things start coming out. And there was one point in the breath work where my whole being was screaming, I don't know who I am. I don't know who I am. And it was horrifying hearing that in me. And now reflecting, you know, all these identities I've put on myself have failed. I don't want to say failed, but they've led to a break and then a start over and then a break and then we start over. And this is the first time I feel like after a crisis, I'm kind of working through it and not just picking things off the shelf and putting them on me. And that's really amazing. I didn't know that's where this episode was going to get me, but I'm so glad. After that moment, I was so scared to tell anybody that realization I had in the meditation. Even during the meditation, I don't remember if it was before or after that moment of I don't know who I am. But I went outside, my soul went outside of the space we were meditating in, and I was walking on the grass, and I was dancing, and that was me escaping, that was me escaping this emotional experience, this opportunity to see and experience what's coming up with me it was my my brain saying oh you don't know who you are well that's sweet let's go outside and not worry about it anymore (laughs) when i told kendall that i had that realization i was so nervous because for the past month before that i had felt so solid and so certain, and isn't that how life works, that when you think you've got it all figured out, you get thrown for a loop, it's kind of amazing, I'm glad I don't have it all figured out, man, I'm 20, I got time, let's keep going, let's go deeper, So right now, I don't know who I am. And I feel like for the past month or so, I've just been watching myself live my life. I feel like I'm my own science experiment, and I'm on the first stage of observation. I've watched myself interact with my parents and I've watched my parents interact and I just stand there and I'm not emotionally involved. I'm not thinking so much, but I'm just observing and trying to piece the pieces together. I've made a lot of connections recently about my childhood and I've been able to talk about this with you guys. I think it's absolutely okay to not know who you are. I think it's absolutely okay to have an identity crisis. I think it's amazing. I think it shows growth. I think it shows that you're alive and that your mind works and that your soul keeps coming up. Like I said in the beginning, that little glitch, that little crack in your ego... I might be your soul knocking on it saying, hang on, that's not it, ding, that's not it, crack, that's not it, let me shine through, we all have the ability to live from our heart and to let our soul guide us. And it's not gonna happen in any linear fashion. It's not gonna happen overnight. And it's gonna take cleaning out that basement, your chitta, where we've hidden a lot of trauma and stored a lot of issues. You could suppress every identity crisis and keep taking on more and more labels, but please don't. Please sit back and observe. I think I have a taste of who Raleigh is. For me, it's the whole quiet, shy label that I'm working on understanding. And it's this hard contrast because I am a Sagittarius rising, just fiery, free spirit rising. And it contrasts my heavy Taurus sun so much. It's wild because I find myself being so attracted to people who are wild and free and they're attracted to me as well and that just adds to the whole complex of which one am I which one fits me but in real in reality well in the grand scheme of things you don't have to fit anything you just are I just am my chart is dynamic and complex and all of ours are We're everything. And the stars show us that. I'm figuring this out with you right now, I swear. Something I'm really working on is opening my heart to people and being comfortable with people. For some reason I feel like I get quieter around people that I care about because I care about their opinion and I get scared what if I say something about myself that shifts their opinion of me but the thing is is that If I'm living from my heart and if they love me with their heart, then there shouldn't, there won't be any judgment. And the people that love us, love us through every identity crisis because they want the best for us. They want us to find our soul and to live from our soul. And they're doing the same thing. I really think that spirituality is the way to your soul because whatever works for you is right I want you to know that wherever you are in your life You're exactly meant to be there and that's something I remind myself all the time Let let your intuition read the signs around you. Don't go looking for signs. Let them come to you. The other day, a hawk flew just two feet in front of my face. And then landed on a tree and pooped. And I was cracking up. And I posted it on my story, on my Instagram story, and this spiritual, intuitive girl that I follow and she follows me responded that it was a big sign from source. And I was thinking, oh, well, that's awesome. That's great. Thank you for reading that for me. Another big sign for me is license plates that start with raw and i've seen two of those today and there are three cars that belong to my neighbors that all have license plates starting with raw and i just see that as such a sign that i'm meant to be where i am even in this identity crisis (laughs) I get signs all the time telling me that it's okay to be right where I am, that it's right. So I'm here to tell you that whether you're in an identity crisis or you feel like you have it all figured out, wherever you are is right where you're meant to be. Keep putting the work in, keep visualizing, keep growing. And let your soul shine through. You don't have to label yourself. You don't have to have it figured out because we are everything. I think that's where a lot of my identity crises stemmed from is that if I am this thing, I cannot be the opposite. If I'm quiet, I cannot be loud. But no. You are both. You are it all. We shouldn't label ourselves because then we limit ourselves from experiencing so much more. Every emotion is divine. Please let yourself feel it all. At every chance you get. I hope that some part of this message resonated with you. I hope that no matter where you are, I know that this podcast has found you at the right time because everything is in divine timing. Thank you so, so much for listening. May you go on and have a beautiful day, a beautiful night. May I challenge you to take a few deep breaths, to thank yourself for getting to where you are today. And let your breath inspire you to keep moving forward, to keep searching deeper and to live more free if you don't already follow me first subscribe to this podcast if you're listening on Apple Podcasts give us 5 stars if you're on Spotify do you subscribe on Spotify? I don't know do whatever you can maybe give it a like I don't know if I can see that <laughs> let me know you listen text me DM me on Instagram at Raleigh Hutchison with a shared H I'm sure if you also just search Raleigh Hutchison with a space I'll come up DM me text me let me know what you think if you don't already follow me on Instagram then you don't know that I am doing a two-week Pilates and Mindset Challenge for $14.44. You'll get access to 14 workout videos, one every single day. You'll get journal prompts, mantras, a special podcast episode. so many fun things, access to a group message where we'll all chit-chat together and you'll get an opportunity for 14 days of self-love and self-care. May you have a beautiful day. I hope to see you soon or hear from you soon. Thank you for listening. Peace out.